Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We know that Doug's new half-baked approach will serve the interests of for-profits and his own cronies who are going to cash in big. And some may already have. And believe me, there are some eyebrow-raising connections that reek of cronyism. There you go. That's Warren Smokey Thomas. He's accusing the Premier of not having the best interests of the public at heart when it comes to dispensing Cannabis, which is legalized, as we keep repeating, next Wednesday. Now, Caroline Mulroney, the Attorney General, came out with a statement earlier today saying, we choose to move ahead with a tightly regulated private retail system because the public model proposed by the previous Liberal government and championed by some Labour groups would be incapable of seriously competing with the illegal market. Under the previous model, our communities would have been left more vulnerable and susceptible to the underground market. Instead, a tightly regulated private retail model was the preferred and only responsible choice here in Ontario. Well, let's get Smokey Thomas to weigh in. He's thrown down the gauntlet. He wants to debate Doug Ford on this matter. Had a press conference at Queen's Park earlier today, citing a Nanos poll that shows support for his point of view. Smokey, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Oh, thanks for having me on, Johnny. I appreciate it. All right. So when Caroline Mulroney says we chose to move ahead with a tightly regulated private retail system, the public model proposed by the Liberals would be incapable of seriously competing with the illegal market. Comment on that. Well, I disagree with that. I mean, they're talking about 500 to 1,000 stores. Uh, the Liberals said they would have 40 stores at the start to open up, and they would have had 40 stores. They're not going to have any stores till next spring at, at the earliest. And those thousand stores are not, that's just not as easy as people think or as the premier thinks or as she thinks. So, and I don't know how any reasonable person could assume that you'd knock out, you could not knock out the illegal market by with a public model. Uh, guess what? The LCBO knocked out bootleggers, knocked out rum runners uh, because it became a, a legal uh, market uh, that was tightly controlled. So my my point is this: Doug Ford publicly supported the cannabis model during during an, uh, an all candidates debate on TV. I watched him say it, and I thought, yeah, who good for the public model? And then he changed his mind, and uh, so promise made, promise not kept. So when we went to do polling, uh, Nick Nannels actually said to uh, one of my my chief of staff, Bob, are you sure you want to answer these? Ask all these questions. You might not like the answers. And Bob's answer was, no, we need to know what public opinion really, opinion really is right now, because it, maybe it shifted. Who knows, right? Mm-hmm. So we asked, and lo and behold, the public opinion comes back. There are very serious concerns in, in all age groups, but particularly the over 55s, about kids and grandkids getting their hands on pot. There's a still strong support for the LCBO model. So with all this public opinion there, what I would try to say to the Premier today is that, and and we'll continue to say, have a public option for, for towns and cities to, to choose. Uh, we're told by the uh, Ontario Cannabis Stores uh, that two, two uh, towns or cities, they won't say which, have already opted out 
We do know there are other municipalities, towns, cities talking about opting out because they don't want the private model. Well, then, if you're not, you know, if they're not afraid of competition, if they're not afraid of all that stuff, let towns and cities have a public option. Is it because they don't want the, is it, hang on just a second, Smokey, is it uh, because they do not want the private option or they just don't want any marijuana dispensaries in their communities? It, it varies. They don't want the private option. A couple of towns, uh, I've talked to some people across the province, they want nothing to do with it at all. But some say we don't want the private model. We don't want 50 stores. We, we don't want 20 stores. We, we, you know, they bought into the public model. And uh, so they're, they're, so we, I sent a group of people in the lobby at the AMO Convention Association municipalities. They were getting very warmly received until security kicked them out. But it was enough for us to think, okay, there's something here. So 60% of municipal, you know, there's a, if you'd have to, I can send you, I'll send you the polling results. Well, hang on just a second, though. But I mean, you're talking about the public model, the Cannabis Control Board of Ontario, as it was labeled early in uh, this whole debate, uh, which Doug Fort has shuttered, but that was the win model that you supported. You know, there were only going to be 40 stores to roll out, and they weren't going to be in a lot of communities. So I don't know how you would have really cut into the black market it would have proliferated anyway and now you've got the uh, alcohol and gaming commission that's going to tightly regulate this according to ms mulroney so where's the problem there if they control it like tobacco you can't sell to anybody under 19 you have risking uh heavy penalties fines and maybe losing your license to distribute no retailer is going to take that chance are they well the, the other way of doing it would have been just a retrofit LCBO stores for a very small cost. Like I heard, uh, I was at the ledge today, legislature, and the person uh, from uh, Canopy before me was saying, you know, the taxpayers should not be saddled with the cost of opening these stores. Well, the taxpayers wouldn't be saddled with it. The cost would be passed on to consumers in the public and in the, you think they're, they're not going to build those stores in the private sector or the goodness of the earth. They're going to pass the, all that cost can be calculated into the price points that they ask. So everything gets passed on to the consumer. So those arguments are gone. But I guess, John, what, and Doug Ford has cried, um, the books are terrible. You know, there's all, all you know, we've got serious money problems. We're going to have to cut, cut, cut. Uh, make some very difficult decisions. Okay, well, that's fine. So then why did you give away a couple of billion dollars a year in potential revenue? Well, wait a minute. You know, Isn't the revenue still going to be coming into the coffers because this stuff will be taxed? It'll be taxed, but in the LCBO, they also make they tax it and, and uh, make the profits off the sale of the product. I see. So, so, the, so, do, so, he, like, so he's giving away revenue at a time when he's saying the province is destitute and poor and everything else. Well, there were also, I guess, uh, you know, business taxes and so on and so forth. Let me just move through a couple of things. Number one, you talked about uh, the bricks and mortar at a small cost, but how many stores were there? I know there were planning to be. Uh, did they actually start constructing them or renting the space? I mean, where are we left with all of that? Well, we're told the, the Ontario Cannabis Store would never give us the documents, but we were in talks with them, right, to, to represent the workers. So they said they had contracted out to have the furniture built, you know, the cases, all that kind of stuff. That I saw the mock-ups of the drawings of the stores. They looked a lot like Apple stores. You know, you're going to get your Apple computer. That mm. was kind of the model. Mm. And that's the model elsewhere, right, where they have the, where it's legal. And they, and they were uh, signing leases, and they were ready to go. So now what the taxpayers will get burdened with is all that money that was spent trying to get the 40 stores ready. We were told that they would be ready to roll out 
almost all those 40 stores immediately because they were quietly working away at it. They slowed down a bit during the election campaign. Apparently they were told to slow down a bit, but then they picked it right back up. But they were working real hard beforehand. So they were pretty well ready to go. 40 stores, I'm not sure. They would never tell us how many. What about staff, though? I mean, how many jobs will not be filled by your members because of the change in the model? Uh, well, we figured at max there'd be three or 400 members like you know somewhere in that vicinity mm. and i know the next obvious question is a lot of people ask me oh, are you doing this just because you want the members well i'd take them for sure but we got 155,000 members in my union of three or four hundred members isn't going to make the break up so this is a much bigger issue than that my members work in harm reduction they're researchers they're specialists you know the lcbo workers of mine i i like the model i don't drink myself john i don't use, i don't smoke pot i don't use it but it's a good model it's socially responsible people can still get their hands on it and uh so and i support a public model like okay? that's uh i'm not against entrepreneurism or but uh one of the things back in the harris days you used to say you know the public model should have to compete with the private model well, all right then doug let us compete let the let the public model compete but but you know if you want to get rid of the black market and the community says no we don't want nothing to do with it because we want a public model well then let them have the public model try and knock out that black market there's so much money involved for the growers the retail end is i don't think uh, the markups between you know what they're going to sell to the cannabis store and then in the stores I, that 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 would be like a drop in the bucket. I mean, they're talking billions of dollars here. I mean, Constellation brand spent five billion dollars buying into Canopy. Uh, it, you know. Oh yeah, it's the new gold rush. Buying. No, no disputing that. Smokey, yeah. let me just ask you because one of your colleagues, the chair of Opsu's Liquor Board Employees Division, says that Ford is going to have a serious fight on his hands if he doesn't back down soon. What does that mean? Well, we've, uh, so that's Denise Davis. Uh, Denise is very passionate about her support for the LCBO. She's worked there for many, many years. Uh, she's set to retire next year. And she wanted to see the public model. They, they would not have been in her actual bargaining unit, but she's very supportive of that model. So we've, uh, been fighting to keep, uh, well, Orono, Ontario. The Liberals closed the stores. Uh, they opened it back up. Now the Tories are closing it, like the LCBO, but under the Tories. So Denise has been heavily involved in trying to keep stores open in small towns, that whole rural revival thing, save rural Ontario. And uh, so we've picketed and uh, lobbied. Um, uh, the, the, the leadership in that division are very good at, you know, getting petitions, lobbying, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, hand at leafleting, not picketing stores, but leafleting stores. Uh, you know, handing out our information uh, during bargaining and other times. So she's uh, very, very passionate about what she does. And uh, um, Well, I'll let you go on that note, Smokey. I guess I've got the gist of it here. You say the Nanos poll also shows that most Ontarians, uh, this is the survey of a 1,000 Ontarians, at least 11 times more likely to choose the LCBO over private stores to keep cannabis and alcohol out of the hands of kids, although they've never really had that experience of the alternative. In Quebec, it seems to do okay, but I'll leave it to the folks to decide. I'll let you go, and we'll see how this continues to play out since you've thrown the gauntlet down, and your colleague, as I say, says Doug Ford's going to have a fight on his hands. Uh, We'll watch with interest. Appreciate your time this afternoon. No, thank you, John. appreciate you having me on. All right. Warren Smokey Thomas, again, is the leader of OPSU in the province. Of course, favors the public model. Now, when it comes to the retailing, it's not going to be a bricks-and-mortar setup with dispensaries until April 1, once these places are green-lit by 
the Alcohol and Gaming Commission in the province. They'll have to submit their bona fides and then they get screened accordingly and yada yada. You know how it plays out. In the interim, on the online store, you'll have to make your purchases. Do you believe that model that Doug Ford has initiated is a better one or is the one that Smokey Thomas is touting here a better model? Let's take some calls. 870-6400. 870-6400. Star 640 on cell.